Hi, you are listening to the IDH Sustainable Trade Podcast. In this series, we dive into the innovative work we do with our partners to create sustainable value chains and inclusive business models. My name is Dan de Witt of IDH. We are at the celebration of one year beyond chocolate, the Belgian industry-wide commitment to work towards ending deforestation and towards living incomes in cocoa in 2030. The Belgian Cocoa Covenant is unique as it is the first covenant ever to adopt living wages and living incomes as a goal. We are here with some key players of the Belgian cocoa and chocolate world. We first like to know what has been achieved in this first year of Beyond Chocolate. Yeah, my name is Anke Massar and I'm working as a business development manager for sustainable products uh, for Barry Calabout. Yeah, I think, uh, let's say two years back, there was no real discussion on sustainable cocoa, sustainable chocolate, Belgian chocolates. I think now uh, with Beyond Chocolate, we've been able to actually bring all kinds of stakeholders together to have that discussion and to make some bold commitments time-bound commitments and I think that is something that that has been achieved after one year I think we're getting more in depth about what it actually means and how we're going to measure our progress towards these targets. I'm Bart van Bezin. I work for Oxfam Wereldwinkels which is an NGO based in Belgium. We mostly work on tropical commodities on, on trade justice and I have been focusing on cocoa for the last couple of years. I think that Beyond Chocolate has managed to raise awareness and raise understanding about the challenges in the cocoa sector. I think there is a broad base of really acknowledging the big issues there are in the chocolate supply chain and the fact that Belgian chocolate producers and, uh, and supermarkets in the whole chain have a responsibility to bear. So my name is Sebastian van der Hoek. I am a forest advisor to the sustainability team in Cargill Cocoa and Chocolate. The strength of the Beyond Chocolate Coalition is the wide variety of partners that are on board, the expertise that is around, and uh, the deep insights that these experts have of the Belgian chocolate sector. I think Beyond Chocolate has come a, a long way in um, setting out the ambitions um, subsequently, the expert working groups have established a better understanding of what these ambitions entail and uh, what is needed to fulfill these ambitions. Uh, that's a very good first step in my opinion. So my name is Christoph Hersens. Um, I'm sales manager Chocolatiers at Curatos Belcolan. Uh, the main interest uh, for Beyond Chocolates is that we bring everybody together with this initiative and that we can make sure uh, that we uh, encounter the right uh, people to work with that have the same values as us, family values and uh, values of uh, doing something real. And I think Beyond Chocolate will help us to, to find those right partners. So the foundation has been laid. Everyone has come together. We have created common language and standards. What is the next important step that needs to happen? And what do we need to be aware of? We really think that it's important to bring everyone together and to, uh, to define objectives to go towards. And I think that's a big thing that today uh, Beyond Chocolates has realized. Uh, it's a very, very important first step. I believe that the next step now is it's very important that we start to quantify all these uh, objectives and, um, and the KPIs to monitor uh, where we're going and how we're doing. Um, with Piratus believe that this will have to happen through multi-stakeholder teams 
triangular projects. Uh, that's why we also developed our Cacao Trace program as a structure on which people can plug in and do their own uh, storytelling or differentiation. But we saw in the last uh, Taste Tomorrow study, which is our consumer study, that um, consumers are really focusing on taste of the chocolate, but also on the ethical part of, the, of their chocolate and on the traceability. So we, uh, we do believe that the future is very bright for the sustainability and, uh, and beyond chocolate. I think the framework has to become much more rigorous. There is a real risk of Beyond Chocolate derailing. The risk is very present. We have to be very honest about that. There is an, uh, an opportunity of being a great success, obviously. But I think the risk of derailing is in watering down definitions. I think that it, it was very important that Beyond Chocolate has committed to living income to by 2030, for example. But I think there is the risk of living income, the whole term, being watered down. So we have to be very cautious about it. And we don't want to be, beyond chocolate, a bad precedent in this topic of living income and also of deforestation. I think living income, there is a, a global movement, which is great, of people who are aware of the human right that living income is and of the need for living income to achieve sustainability. And I think it's important that uh, Beyond Chocolate has taken up that language. So there is, again, the risk of it being watered down and, and just making living income an empty box and we really don't want that to happen. We are hearing things like um, cocoa farmers should, should have a certain percentage of living income. I think that's the kind of uh, things that we don't want to hear at all. I think there is a great opportunity into bringing together the different partnerships that are now emerging. So we started out as a signatory to the Cocoa and Forest Initiative, which lays down clear frameworks uh, for action for uh, the cocoa industry, as well as the origin governments in Ghana and Ivory Coast. Um, very solid groundwork has been done and good progress has been made. I think uh, we should take the opportunity to leverage the strength of Beyond Chocolate into those initiatives. Now we are here in Antwerp, two days after a group of large cocoa traders and brands have called for European legislation. One of the signatories is Barry Kalabout. How does this Belgian covenant relate to such a European call? Yeah, so as Barry Kalabout, we have our own sustainability strategy uh, under Forever Chocolates, where we have four bold targets to 2025. And of course, Forever Chocolate for us is a movement. So that means that we also, in the different markets where we work, we also want to find allies there to really make that movement happen. So for us, Beyond Chocolate is really important as that gives us uh, an additional platform to make that movement uh, happening. I think the European uh, legislation is necessary to have a level playing field. And I think the fact that different countries start with uh, national initiatives, it means that it, there is a momentum to really also on a European level get the legislation in place uh, so that uh, we can make these ambitions also to be on the chocolate ambitions to make them to make them work. Finally, what if you were able to dream up the end result of the Beyond Chocolate Covenant? What in your dreams would be the ideal scenario? When I started working at Cargo as a forest advisor in February last year, I was really amazed about the deep insights we have in the supply chain, particularly in our direct sourcing networks, where we have started the mapping of, of farmers, overlaying this information with public information on forest change and protected areas. 
um, it's now time to to take these insights into uh, further targeted action with uh, other partners. So my dream is that for Ivory Coast and Ghana, uh, we can start to see the conservation of those forests that remain and draw on learnings also for other countries where there are still significant intact forests to make sure that these uh, stay. I think there's still a lot of conventional uh, cocoa out there. So moving towards sustainable cocoa is a first step, and that's a big step that we make towards 2025 altogether. And then, of course, uh, ambitions on lifting farmers out of poverty and also on deforestation, ending deforestation. These are key uh, challenges that we really want to make serious progress on. We have a big passion for chocolate, and we believe that today chocolate is not uh, considered the way it should be because it's, it's valorized, it's a very nice product. And we see that the whole chain is, is not very well distributed. That's why we work now on one part on quality uh, by doing with post-harvest centers locally in the countries. We work on fermentation and we work on, on the drying to make sure that we get the best taste out of the chocolate. And in the second part, we, uh, we transfer a part of the margin that we do with this added value directly back to the farmers. And I think our biggest dream is to make sure that our project, our sustainability project, Cacao Trace, reaches 100% of the chocolate and make sure that all the chocolates are sustainable in that way. Really make sure that the chocolate has a high quality and that the farmers can um, benefit from it. This was the last IDH podcast of 2019. On behalf of IDH, I wish you good winter holidays, a sustainable 220, and I hope to welcome you back next year.